Welcome to another episode of uh, Surviving LA. My name is Juan, and I'm joined again by Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on, everyone? What's up? I'm just saying, uh, welcome back, man. Damn, thanks for coming back to our show. And Vero. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Yeah, and I think this is episode five. I've already lost track. <laughs> I mean, it would have been episode yeah. thirty. Yeah, and and, but... and if you remember the last episode, uh, we said that we were gonna get together and help you guys vote and figure out who to vote for here in LA County. Well, guess what? We lied. (laughs) This is is after the election, obviously, a couple of weeks after. um, Yeah, man, we're we're just fucking busy all the time. And we're trying to keep a schedule going. And it feels good when we're together and we're recording. But before that, you should see our WhatsApp. It's like, oh, can you guys make it? Nah. Can you guys make it? Nah. Can you guys make it? Nah. But, you know, as as long as we, we make it at least once a month. It's good. And the thing is also, you understand, we also have daytime jobs. So you know. That's the problem. We have daytime jobs. I'm taking a class. Vero has a baby. It's, it's just a lot in our plates right now. Mm-hmm. But hey, uh, you know, we invested in this fucking equipment. We might as well use it. <laughs> we're <laughs> so, trying. And we're, we're trying. We're going to try to make it the best interesting as possible. Too, yeah. So. Uh, Again type. Yeah. So with that said, I mean, obviously you guys know that Joe Biden pretty much won at this point, even though Trump is still trying to fight it with his lawyers and i think as of today uh the michigan court said like sorry bro we've already settled on the decision and we're gonna give it to biden so at this point i think he already lost every court case Mm -hmm. or every lawsuit that they filed he's pretty much sol at this point whether he's gonna concede or not who knows if that's ever gonna happen it's going to be interesting if he does, but I don't think it will. I think it's, this is going to be dragged out until uh, January, which is tough for a new administration. But, hey, what are you going to do? And just for those that don't know what SOL means, it's shit out of luck. <laughs> just right. just in case there's just a generation those, gap those, there uh, somewhere. <laughs> those two people that wouldn't know. Yeah. But, I mean, just let's let's go. I want to get in. I want to really dive into that because it, it became like this whole ordeal of election now has people questioning our validity of everything that we do now, you know, from media to the the voter, voter kind of like validity. And at the same time, it's like we had to watch as well as like how many people were, you know, were being told that, you know, they, they might not get their, their vote counted. You know, you know how scary that sounds, right? The only reason I bring it up and I think it's so important because, you know, I, I was like, for most of people that don't know, uh, I was at, I deployed to Iraq, you know, back in 2005, and I got to experience to see something that was very unique in in my in my world, which was watching um, the Iraqi citizens trying to vote while the insurgency was trying to take that away from them, and it kind of like this is what it reminded me of, like this whole concept of like. Well, we're gonna try to dis- dismay you from trying to you know, using scare tactics. Yeah, right? using a lot of scare tactics. Like the insurgency would tell a lot of their the local Iraqis, like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna try to we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take you out if you even try to be part of this democratic process." You know, and how scary it was. I remember watching citizens line up for my like I mean long lines just to vote in a hostile environment, thinking about mortars landing. People shooting at them, freaking um, I like vehicle born IEDs, anything they could use to scare people away from voting, and that's kind of what I felt like for this this coming election. The, the people that did actually vote, did they feel good 
for being defiant? I like, think, like meaning like going against that or sort of like exercising their, I mean, for lack of a better word, democratic right? Yeah, vote? like their voice. Like the thing is, was for yeah. them, it was the, that was their first time they had their voice heard, you know? It, it, it was, must have felt good, right? It, 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 was, it was amazing to watch that because it's like, at the same time, it was also saddening to see that in the country that I live in, we take it as a joke. You know, we take it as like, we take it for granted. You know, well, we have the luxury of always, um, you know, when something is, is so easy to do. Yeah. Because you think it's just always there. Well, like Jimmy said, uh, you guys take it for, for granted. And I completely agree. Coming from someone that unfortunately doesn't have that privilege to vote and, you know, use that, it's it's harsh. Because then you have to speak and try to put that uh, that voice out there. Be like, hey, listen, do what you need to do, but do it right for those that can't do it like myself. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's frustrating to see that a lot of people take it for... for or granted. don't vote at all. Exactly. Like, they're just... They, they, they bitch and moan and like, ah, it doesn't matter because it's all rigged. Mm-hmm. Then just shut up about it and don't don't yeah. say anything. Then. Well, the other thing I noticed is that this 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 election it created a very interesting election where we had the, the the most voter outcome ever, you know, in in our U.S. history. Yeah, and I think over 120 million people, give or take. Yeah, you. you know, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't like, I don't want to go give actual like you know. It's just an estimate. It's not a like. A legitimate, like, um, it's just an estimate of how many people actually voted. But what I want to go back at is, you know, I want to go back to how our generation, like, you know, kind of like, you know, Vero and, and Juan and myself, we were born, we weren't taught to vote. You know, we come, we're, we are what I call, we are like for, for Juan and me, we're second generation, like, um, Latino Americans here, you know, best way to recruit. I've this. never had the privilege to vote, so. And you're a first generation Latina here, yes. you know? So with that being said, I always go back to like, you know, I had to look at like, I remember like, because I have, like, this is the first time that we're like, I think we're the most educated um, in, in our family group. You know, I'm not saying we're the most educated in Los Angeles, by all means, I'm not saying that. <laughs> oh, I'm saying that. No, but what I'm saying is like within our family group, like we, we had to teach our family how to vote. Like it was our responsibility as the, the generation that was born here, the generation that was taught what was, what's going on here. The ones that were constantly like... Because a lot of times, even like okay, I'll give you an example. Um, back in back where my where my where my mom comes from, she comes from Guatemala, and my dad comes from El Salvador. They come from civil war, where kind of this is where I go back to the whole Iraqi concept as well, where you know people were scared to vote. You know, people were told like you were constantly oppressed, and for me to not vote would be a you know I would feel like that would be. A, irresponsible for me knowing where my family comes from where they came from like my grandpa was a uh, you know during the 1950s you know when when the u.s and um you know uh created a coup in guatemala you know my my grandfather got arrested because he spoke he spoke his he spoke his truth you know and that's something that was like for me it, hit, it impacted me in a way where like no i need to i need to always put my voice out there i need to voice for those that don't have the right like kind of good a good example like like Beto doesn't have that that privilege of voting and you know and being able to decide you know what's what's you know what what do I, what do we want to decide on as a as a team so the way i look at it is like okay i have a responsibility not only to like my friends that can't vote and at the same time my family that you know that have no idea how to because they were never taught that definitely and maybe some of you maybe 
asking for at least for those that know me or whatever why can she not vote um it's something i don't really talk about and maybe we will talk about this a little bit more in another episode but i am under daca i although i came to the states when i was three years old you know uh my mother was really never educated which is very sad because <laughs> here i am but um you know, uh, I was back and forth on trying to, you know, fix my papers and whatnot. But I am very, very lucky and very, very blessed. The fact that, I, you know, this came up and the fact that Trump is out, it gave me some sort of relief. But that was one of the reasons why I can't vote and hoping maybe that may change mm -hmm. sometime in the future. And I will definitely use my voice for, for good later on. And at the same time, we have to lead by example. You know, that's that's like that's something I learned from the military itself. And that's something that I I preach every day, like at work. I'm all like, if you're going to do something, you know, if you're going to preach about something, then you have to be about it as well. Um, you know, for me, it's always about like, all right, if, if I'm going to be if I'm going to be outspoken and very I'm going to advocate for like rights of certain things. And I'm gonna, then that means I have to follow that as well. I'm going to lead by example by saying, yes, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the first one to vote. Let me figure it out first. I feel that. I'm Latino, so I can only speak to, to to our people, is that if you're a first or second generation Latino here, Latino male especially, sometimes I feel like you're probably two steps away from being a white boy just because a lot of the issues really don't pertain to you because you're male and you're... You're male and you're Latino, and then it, all the issues with like gay rights, trans rights, women's rights, you, they, they kind of start just feeling like, oh my God, you, you're now you're just asking for too much. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like a lot of Latino men, especially first and second generation, start shitting on that because they're like, oh, why are you bitching? Why are you moaning? It's because, well, it, it, these don't really apply to you, so you don't see the actual... Um, repercussions mm. because it's not really directly affecting you well, so they, sometimes then they then that's why you get a lot of then people that just either a shit on voting or just or or turn like um oh you're just complaining yeah at that point meaning when when people say when activists yeah. when, when you're trying to be an activist and try to fight for the people and try to fight for rights i feel like a lot of latino men then just go like they just start rolling their eyes. Yeah. Well, I think that the, just I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of it, like you said, it doesn't affect us as much because we are male. We are male Latinos. We're male. Let's just start there. We're male. Oh, yeah, of course, that's a big thing. Let's just start with males. And the machismo really runs yeah. in our fucking cultures. So. It does. It's heavy. And on top of that, we have a lot of like a lot of we have a lot of different like uh, we're like our families are hardcore religious. You know, I'm not gonna that, that factors into it, especially if you're a religious male. Yeah. So so let me let me let me let me backtrack a little bit there because um we do hold a lot of privilege as a male. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Yes. So funny. I'm like, that's the word I was looking for. Privilege. privilege. Yeah, we are privileged. I, I if if I if I don't recognize my privilege to say that you know what, like I never have to worry about women's reproduction. Let's let's start there. Let's let's just start. I mean, there. That's a big one. We try to like we avoid it. Like like we ha we like have so plate. much to say about abortion, right? Yeah, but same time it's like it's not our bodies, and the same time it's like I understand where a lot of like a lot of people are gonna come in and be like, 
Well, what about the what about the unborn children? You know, and I get that. I understand that. That's a that's a just defeatist. And you know me, I'm 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 not. I'm all about like I'm I'm very. I, I try to be very scientific about it as much as I humanly possibly can. Mm-hmm. And, and try it's not, not to, crying. It's not a lie. Yeah. So so th- that's the thing. That's where we kind of have that mesh in our culture, where you know, like I'll give you a good example. Like in, in my aunt, she's she's super Christian. I mean, she's Christian to another level, you know. And I remember, <laughs> I mean, I, I remember sitting, I'm sitting around them and I'm watching them as they're talking about it. All like, and they're, they're that's this is where the thing where it became very interesting for me. Become more like, do you, like when I'm watching, like, and I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna say how it is. Um, illegal immigrants coming in here and same time saying like, hey, they're like, I'm still, I still, I still want Trump to win because he wants to protect. Um, you know, um, he's he's anti-gay. He's anti. You know, he's he's for the children, and this is what I heard from actual like Christian illegal immigrants coming to this country that they wanted to protect that. And I sat there and I'm just like, do you know they he, he also wants you out too, right? And they look at me like I don't care about that. I'm all like, what? I'm all like, you know, they're trying to kick you out, right? They're like, and at the same time, like, and I'm gonna add another, I'm gonna add another layer there. We like his his voice. He, he, I don't know if he understands the power of his voice. You know, as a as a as a leader, as any leader, any leader in any organization has I don't a think big. Anybody does. Yeah. When he when he kept mentioning like he used a very 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 ugly tactic of trying to turn the black community against Latino communities. If you don't if you didn't see it in the beginning, I remember this very well because he kept bringing up MS, and I looked at him. I'm like fuck do you know about ms motherfucker i'm all like first off you didn't even live in the area of that sin you just you're, you're just hearing it from like a third 10th party person of what's really going I on i don't even think that he's that smart but i just think he just uses keywords that Correct. people so and and, and and i think it's a product of him growing up privileged sort and of being, rich and even then they weren't even that big of a deal it wasn't until like what the like the late well, 1990s it's just, it's just the Demeaning other people. Yeah. So he was using it as a tactic because I remember he said like, "Well, MS took out this this black family because of you know because of." I'm like, first of all, gangs were born in LA. Let's start there. Gangs were created in Los Angeles because yeah, you know why? For the same reason. Every time a new minority group comes into play, they have to defend themselves. They did it with the Irish. They did it with the. They did it with the Italians. They've done it with uh, the Mexicans. If they've done it with now, like now they're so doing. So the gangs in LA exported to wherever. Yeah, so they just kind of just no. That's the thing. That like it's the gang culture has always been has always been there for minority groups. That's what I'm trying to say. It's been it's been there to protect themselves from be, being oppressed by like because they are the newcomers. The the old comers that were already here, you have to stick to your own kind. You have to stick so, to your own yeah. kind, kind of concept, because that's the only way they could defend themselves from other yeah. people. And I always go back to that because I'm like, well, you know, we understand that that's a situation there, but same time as like he's like he what he tried to do was try to manipulate that story to make like other people be like, oh my god, I'm scared of these these brown people, and and they're trying to they're trying to kill us, and I'm like, it's not like that. In reality, like let's look at the way I look at it is this way. Many of us come here to, like, many of our family members come here to work um, because of the situation that's happening in the other country. And people be like, well, why don't you stay over there? I'm like, because at the same time, though, like, capitalism has, has created, like, you know, that, um, what do you call it, NAFTA, CAFTA, and everything has created to where 
locals at their country can't compete with multi-billion dollar companies like Walmart. They can't compete with Amazon. They can't compete with these type of companies that are going over there for cheap labor. And then they get mad at, at all the Latinos. All the Latinos are taking all the jobs. I'm like, no, fuck you. First of all, you should start blaming the CEOs that start taking those jobs to somewhere else. Now we're having the same issue with China. You know, everything. When was the last time you saw anything made in the U.S.? Uh, that's been ongoing for a long time. But then that's our fault, yeah. too, though. Yeah, that's, that, that's people. That's because people want cheap labor. They correct. want shit for cheap. Yeah, I mean, it. it it's our fault. It's 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 our bot. It's our consumerist nature too. And again, this is just a sim- something for us to. Well, what yeah, I'm we, trying to, to say, this is just a very simplistic view of it. Yeah, very simplistic. I don't want to go too much in depth because then we're gonna go away from what we're actually trying to talk about today, which is the p- political climate that we live in today. You know. I am happy, Ben. Huh? I said I am happy. I'm happy too, but it's a trip to think that. Almost half. Well, I mean, everybody knows we've been divided ever since he got elected. Like, it's crazy to think that we had someone like Obama. Obviously, he wasn't perfect. Blah blah blah. Sure, nobody's perfect. Dude. And at the same time, we yeah. gotta we we also gotta recognize the simple fact that he did deport many Th- many. That's the whole not perfect thing, right? Like, yes, did he fuck up? Of course, anybody fucks up. But he wasn't Trump. Like, how do you go from someone that was like he was he was not. He, he was a moderate. Mm-hmm. And then you swing all the way over to Trump. Well, the thing like, is, well, the, thing is, the reason I challenged, I always challenge the Democratic Party all the time. Like, I'm, I'm not, like I said, I always tell people, I'm not a Democrat. I'll, I'll start there. I'm not a Democrat, but at the same time, I'm not a conservative either. I'm, I'm a centrist at the end of the day, you know? One thing I don't like about the Democrats is they're weak. They're weak as a, as a, as a party, you know, because they don't, they don't, the way they look at it, they, they try to bring everybody into their under their umbrella of like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of this. We'll take care of that. We'll take care of this. And someone always gets left out in the cold. The problem is they should just all of it. They should embrace their liberal roots. I think having the liberal ideas that we think here in L.A. are not that liberal. But it's, it's crazy to think that, yeah, they didn't stop. They didn't stop this guy. And, you know, in hindsight, yes, was Clinton the, the, the best weapon against Trump? Probably not. Yeah, fuck Clinton. Because, too, because you know, it was just like a wrong choice. And I think uh, they kind of bit off more than what, what they could chew at the time. Mm-hmm. But to think that the pendulum swung that far, like he actually opened up. Like now we all know it's like an open racist is like whatever now. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that was constant for four years. And people still support that. And then now, four years later, the damage is that these people will just eat up. Well, I'm saying these people, but just people in general that are not, that are misinformed will keep eating up that misinformation. Well, he, you know, and I'm glad you bring that up. I think that's an important topic because I think what made this, that, that last election in 2016 so so important to look at and analyze. And I say analyze because you need to look at every single angle. How all of a sudden, like now we have these like polar opposite like media like streams on both sides. You know, I'm not going to say one is one is more extreme than the other. They're both extremes, you know. They're both extremes. Like if you, if you look at MSNBC and then you look at Fox, they're both at the extreme levels to where it's just like, okay, that's all I'm going to listen to because I don't want to listen to the other side of the coin, you know. Even though they're the same coin, 
you just it, you just flip it the other way, you know. Versus like for me, I I, I I like listening more to just okay, just give me the proper, just give me the news and the facts. I don't care about honestly. I don't. I could care ten fucks less about the opinions of Fox News. I could care ten fucks less about the opinion of MSNBC, because at the end of the day, they're they're running on their own personal agenda. How to freaking like okay, how we're gonna how we're gonna sway everybody this way? How am I gonna go sway this way? Everyone. For me, it's more like okay, let me look at the facts. For at the same time, I'm all like. Because I because I I deal with the VA too, and I know how much bureaucracy there is in there, and I understand that um, having a big government can cause a lot of chaos too. You know, there's too much red tape. Then you look at the other side of the coin. Well, then again, like, why the hell do we have all these? Um, you know, all these leaders are in power. Like, think about the last time you like. Let's look at every single leader that's in there. Like, we have lawyers and we have business members. Those are the people that are right now in charge of like our, our country, business members and lawyers. When is the last time you heard like a scientist in there? When was the last time you heard like, oh, I'm um, you know, I'm I, I work in um, I'm, I'm a psychologist in this, or I'm a like mental health is one of the biggest things that that keeps thrown in there just to kind of like say, oh look, this is what happened. They use it as a as a crutch. That's what it is. They don't really fix it. They just use it as a crutch as a way to like excuse whatever's going on. I remember when we saw, we were having mass shootings before COVID and all of a sudden they, they kept saying, no, we need gun control. No, we need mental health. And they both kept going at it. I'm like, okay, let's, first of all, let's take a step back. First of all, I'm, I'm, I love like, like I'm going to say it like how it is. I'm a, I, I, I love owning guns. I love shooting guns. I'm, I'm one of those people that I might be very like, if you, if you might even call me a second amendment person, but at the same time, I'm all like, is there a mental health problem there? Yes, there is. But at the same time, like, do we need to close down? Because we also got to look at California, how the only reason why we have so, like such strict gun laws was because minorities were were being were arming themselves. Think about it. Like if we look back in the like around the sixties, and don't quote me on this completely, but I know like I remember reading this for sure in history where in the sixties and the seventies during the civil action, the Black Panthers went up to the Capitol with with weapons, California Capitol with weapons. And it wasn't because they were in it. Let's put it this way. Now we're seeing that with, you know, with uh, open carry and everywhere else. But nobody questions them on that side. But because black people were carrying it all of a sudden, like, oh, now we need to put gun control, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason where I'm always like I, 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 I always that's where I fight that side of things. You know, that's why I say I'm not I'm not a I'm not a liberal. I'm not a conservative. But I feel like we need to have a little of everything, a little balance, because right now we have extremes. Yeah, I don't know what I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. It's just I can't even say I'm just that I am. Trump's another, that's it. No, I can't even say I am conservative because I don't think there is a conservative value that I would be like, yeah, I'm good with that. Well, for me, it's spending, spending. I don't, I don't even know what that means now because everything is just everything is not the norm anymore. Well, you have huge companies that have so many tax breaks, and you know. They're fucking mega corporations at this point, and then 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 when you go all the way down to the pyramid scheme, then you have people like let's say for example Amazon. All the way down, and you have workers that work for like 15, 16, 17 bucks an hour, mm-hmm. and then there, there's a huge report of them like spying on these people, breaking up any or firing people. That even talk about creating a union, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, think about it. 
Yeah. Why do you think they want to create a union? Mm. Then that means that their working conditions are terrible. So then why why don't you start addressing those issues? Yeah. But it's so so when you when people go, "Oh, well, I'm I'm a conservative with spending." Like what what does that even mean in 2020 because mm. everything is just nothing just goes by the law anymore because there's so many tax loops and to, so many tax yeah, tax loops for corporations that I, mean, I don't even know all of them, but that's what that's what they're there for, right? Yeah. But, but me, but people like us, we we try to Try try not to pay taxes for a year. Well, that's the thing, <laughs> bruh. Like, like those motherfuckers will come knocking down your door, like no. But see, let me let me get there. Let me like get. Like if you stole their kid, yeah. dude. Like what the fuck? Come on. Dude. So that's the come thing on. that like think of, think about that. Like like a lot of these companies are actually getting tax breaks now because of like let's put it this way, I'll, and I'm very open about this. Like I have a disability. I'm a wartime veteran. I'm a veteran at that. On top of that. So guess what? Whatever company I'm working for, they get a tax break from me. It's just for me working there. And th- so uh, and aside from that, look how long, like in that, the reason that you get the benefits that you deserve, mm-hmm. not that you got, that you deserve, mm-hmm. is because you fought for it. Yes. And you're telling other veterans, yo, you, you have to do this, this, and this, and this. To get what you deserve, and that's another bureaucracy in itself. You and know, then, but the, but it's that's so hard. But we're, but that, that, that's the thing. That's where I get pissed off because we're used in a political scheme. That's what I say. Of course, we're, we're, we we are the we are the biggest World War two man. I was gonna say we are the biggest political scheme of, of any of both of both parties. You know, they're like you hear the Republicans are like, oh yeah, I'm all about veterans and this and that. But then again, I look, I look at like the work that I do and I'm looking at everybody in, in Los Angeles. I'm all like, well, why the, why the, like, why the fuck do we have all these like homeless veterans in the street? And then here's the kicker. We have people from Idaho. We have people coming from like Montana and everything and Chicago, everywhere, anything, let's put it this way, anything that's the, the, the Bible belt, they all come to Los Angeles as a veteran, thinking that there's an opportunity here. Because at the same time, there's also more resources for veterans here. You see how the, that contradicts itself in, in in so many ways. And then you come here, and they're like, they realize it's not as easy as it looks. The super liberal state, right? Yeah, the That's super liberal state. To to and now, now at the same time, that, then I question the liberals. I'm all like, okay, now you have all this. Now you have that. Now what are you gonna do about it? They're like, well, we're trying to provide as much um, resources as possible, but it's all like. But here's the thing: with every both political parties, they just try to throw money at it and not try to understand the situation. Uh, Los Angeles, they they're doing their best with what they have. You know, they're over flooded. But then they, and we have all these people coming from all the different states over here, and, and they realize, they're like, oh, I'm 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 homeless now. I'm all like, yeah, what did you expect? I'm all like, well, why? Like my number one question, I always ask a lot of the friends, like, why are you here? You know it's it's hard to live in Los Angeles. Why are you here? I was born here, and I know but the only reason I knew that I was gonna survive here because I had family here. A lot of them try to chase that dream over here, and I'm like, it, it, you have to have come with some money. You can't come here just thinking that oh, it's gonna be up. It doesn't work that way, you know. No, um, yeah. They do. They. I mean, some do come with some sort of money. Yeah, but, but even then, they, it's not what it's expected when they get here. Correct, because then they ha- now here's the kicker. Now, because of how the VA works, you have to run through all the. You have to prove. They've, you've earned these rights. You have to prove that you've earned these benefits. You have to prove. That's the part where I don't understand. It's like, 
you already did your part. You're spending billions in fighting, but then you spend pennies on the dollar to take care of these people Correct. afterwards. And this is where I get pissed off at And both. I hate using t- these people. I'm saying veterans. Yeah. I don't want to mean... De- yeah. yeah, no, I don't want to demean anybody. I'm just saying. But that's like, what I'm saying. It's like both, poli- both, political, like, both political parties, they talk about it during the elections. And all of a sudden... Once the elections are done, you never hear about and it ever again. When you think about it, it's mm-hmm. even more evil because these people that send you to war are the they, same people they, that they, don't give a fuck a, about us. No, no, because after a, at most after a sixteen-hour day, they go back home or they get a BJ from their secretary. Right? <laughs> oh, pre-Clinton and, days. And then, but then the person that actually fights. It's psychological warfare. Yeah, they they come back and they're damaged. Yeah. So but those those people, for the rest of their life until they die, they're scarred. Yeah. Right. But those are the people that you don't want to help or or provide the necessities that they need. Mm-hmm. No. I so agree. go figure. It. it they'll. they'll and a drop of the dime, they'll put that gun in your hand. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to give you money for your pills. Correct. Like it, 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 it'll. I mean, well, and, and that's thing, that's that's just veterans, but that's a lot of things that yeah. that have to do with uh, with government. Um, your where they throw citizens into the fire. Yeah. And, but well, then they they, but the, they don't want to send the. But uh, this is where I want to bring in the firefighters. This is why this is why I want to bring in my like all my white brothers and sisters in this in this in this fight too because. It, when I look at it, when they 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 come out, they 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 have to struggle and from for a minute when they get out, you know, they have to figure out what what they, they want for their mission, you know, and then once they figure out what they want, they have to figure out like how am I gonna get there, you know, and then figuring out like in other words, like anyways, I'm not gonna go too much into that because that's a whole different other topic, but let's let, let me let me let's go back to the whole political climate again. I want to go back to oh, that. yeah, let's go back to now, like yeah, how, what, yeah, so. Yeah. So with that being with that, um, we use a lot of different terms. Like you know, um, I noticed that um, whatever's gonna help them get votes, they're gonna they're gonna promote that on both oh, parties. On both parties, you know, yeah, absolutely. And 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 the reason why I say like the only reason I say like, I want to bring my like my white brothers and sisters involved in this, but like in the veteran community, because it's like they're also getting shitted on, you know, by both parties. I don't want to say it's just one party, but they're getting shit out on both parties. They might not agree with me on that sense, which is fine. I, 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 or they I, promise you something, they dangle that carrot stick in yeah. front of you, and you never get it. Correct. And so we still have to find a figure. We, we, like, in other words, we take care of our own at the end of the day. That's the only reason where a lot of our, like, why, why advocacy for veterans has to be from veterans itself. It can't come from a different party. Same with anything else. Same with the LGBT community. Same with the Latino. It has to come from the, from our people that mm-hmm. we want change. You know, and and that's where I come in because think about all the people they recruit into the military. They're not the they're not the most well off people, but the people that are making the decision are wealthy. You get me? The ones that are sending us out to fight are wealthy, they're better off. And guess what? Their kids never have to step foot on a battleground. Maybe like the exception of maybe one or two here and there. But yeah. overall, if you look at everybody, there's there's not one person in there that really wants to say like, well, I'm, I'm willing to send my kid out to fight in Iraq. It's always um, that kid's decision to go. Correct. Now, obviously, no parent should force their kids to go, but you should know the sacrifice and what it takes. And mm. I guess providing that... Mm. Providing that choice to your kid and be like, "Hey, you're doing a service to your country. You sure you don't want to go?" 
but that's the thing uh, that's the only reason I, I bring it up is just because I know that you know we we all come from a not we don't come from a well off like community you know and sometimes and I'm not and I'm gonna just gonna add one more just one more tidbit in here is just that you know for those that do do it that, that, that are well off it's a lot of times it's just tradition and I, I understand that as well you know family tradition like I, my, like they'll say like my grandfather did it. My father did it. So I'm gonna. Meaning do it. joining, like joining the military. Itself, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, there's that. Of course, yeah. So it's I never, the same like with cops. Yeah. So I, I don't take that away from that in that sense, which I I get that feeling as well. That's that's honorable and it's in its own self as well. You know, I will never take that away from the, that as well because I don't want to minimize what's going on. Yeah. Um. So let's let's go back to the political climate. Like, so for me, I always tell people that like when people were asking me, they're like, "Who'd you vote for?" And I, I'm very straightforward. I'm like. Yeah, I voted for Biden. And they're like, wait, what? And they're like, why'd you vote for Biden? You were ex-military, you were this, you were a Marine. What's up with that? And I told them, well, you got to understand, I wasn't voting for Biden. I was voting against Trump. That was my biggest thing because everything that he mentioned pretty much was was one racist comment over another homophobic comment, another xenophobic comment that affected the community in one way or another where I, I was... Like let's put it this way: When I walked into a store and someone like, because I was I was talking to my mom and I and I because my mom had a hard time like you know it's easier for me to talk to her in Spanish so she could understand me better, and and someone questions all like, oh they're like why are you talk like with all like this is America you need to you know I'm like, I looked and I'm like you know what you need to shut the fuck up because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and second of all I'm like. Who the fuck are you to tell me what the fuck I can and cannot do? I'm all like, unless you sat, unless you sat with me in the middle of a fucking desert, uh, getting fucking mortars landed on you, then you have no fucking say on what what language I should speak in. And at the same time, I'm all like, you gotta understand, I have, I have more communication with people because I am bilingual. You and then so they're like, and of yep. course they 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 went on their own little rant. I'm all like, you know what? I'm all like, you know, you just need to go fuck yourself. You've got it, that I got it. I don't it think I've ever got. Think about it. I got that in Los Angeles. In I'm Los like, Angeles. I'm brown as fuck. I don't think anybody has ever, like, said anything to me regarding that. And that was just, I mean, I've gotten looks, yeah, but... But that was just me trying to talk to my mom at, in, in, in a fucking store. And, of course, my mom wants to, like, you know... My mom's a fucking fighter. That's where I get a lot of my fight from. But she's like... I told her, like, look, calm down. I'm like, there, there's, there's, there's no point of fucking trying to deal with fucking ignorance. And, and like, when it comes to violence, you know? Yeah. Yes, I I can be violent. I will never take that away from myself. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna degrade myself in that way. Knowing that the like this, like especially with my background of like you know with mental health and everything, I'm just like, no, man, you you need to fucking check yourself in that sense. You know, like how who fucked who who hurt you? That's what I want to know. Who who hey what girl broke up with you man? <laughs> well like what 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 hey what what Mexican or Latina chick went like you know what you're you're yeah, ugly he, he had a rough encounter man and that's what I think that's what it was I'm like you know, like but Why that, did again she was that, Central American Why did she have to be Mexican Hey man uh, you you don't know like you don't know right <laughs> we were so passive No but um, what I'm trying to say is like the automatic go to is like oh you're Mexican I'm all like. Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> Let's put it this way. I remember, like, I grew up with our with the Armenian community, and I remember when I told my friends, they're like, "Yeah, we have Armenians in Los Angeles," and I shit you not, someone in someone in North Carolina told me, "They're like, you're just making that up." I'm like, "What are you talking about making that shit up?" I'm like, "You're making it up." I'm like, "Dick." I'm like, "You know, there's a, there's a whole country named Armenia, right? Therefore, there's a there's people that come from Armenia." Well. 
and they're like given given everything that's going on and actually making national news hopefully now people know about Armenia and everything that's going on you'll be surprised how people still because then again like I said I mean you'll be surprised how many people don't read the news so yeah I know but that's the thing that like that's why I always go back to like how I I'm like I feel like I'm always constantly educating people that I'm on like why why is that my well, job? Well, the problem, I mean, it just stems because people just hey I, I get it that type of news whether it's a right wing think tank or left wing like the news that you feed yourself in social media will just validate whatever. Um, Whatever opinions you had, right? Yeah, whatever bias you follow. Exactly, whatever biases. And unfortunately, that feeds a lot of misinformation. Oh, let's not right? even, no, let's but start then, there. Let's hey, well, you know what? Let's well, go there. Let's well, go there. Well, but then, but then it's like yes. But then, why is that? I mean, I don't know, man. I, I can't say I'm not a so, sociologist. But so let me let me let's 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 no no. But I want to break. Say with like people fucking working shitty jobs and not having time to fucking read and you know. Fuck, we barely have the time to do this podcast, so yeah. I get where they're coming from. But yes, uh, you know there is a lot of misinformation going on, and then that's what led to Trump. And that's what the oh, problem the is. You know what? You know what? The problem hilarious. is like okay, so so Biden, president elect now, right? He's gonna get sworn in on. Oh, did you get the wild berries? Yeah. What are you? Do you like it? It's good though, but yeah. I'm like. Oh yeah, it's like it's like jam in a beer. Mm-hmm. It's like a jam beer. It's it's, it's really good. I like it. So just so you, so just for people know, uh, Juan makes his own beer. <laughs> no, yeah, but this is not my own beer. But yes, I for do. For sale in the future. <laughs> but I have some. <laughs> no crazy, kidding though. I have be. some crazy. So Contact I think this is the first time ever, folks. That you ever see a michelada beer with with. It's a sour ale con michelada mix. <laughs> <laughs> By accident, she just opened it. She poured it, and it was like, "All right." So, Vero, I want to I want to hear <laughs> yeah, your thoughts on this before we because I know that uh, like I want to hear like I want to hear like how was this whole evolution for you because I know you went you were here for 2016, and you were here for like the you know you were here for also of 2012. You you saw freaking uh, what's it called homeboy fucking uh, Obama. Um, get get elected, and then you saw Trump get elected right after, and then now we see Biden. So what is like? What is your roller coaster of a freaking ride like right now? It's a roller coaster of emotions for many many reasons, but most of them, as I expressed earlier, it's just the fact that I've never had a voice. And speaking for those that don't, it's it's overwhelming. It's super overwhelming. So the fact that when Biden won, I kid you guys not, I had tears in my eyes, and I I think Jimmy was like the first person I text. Oh my god, I have tears in my eyes. Like I was a little, being a little bitch too, in his words, but that's uh, that's fake news. <laughs> <laughs> but it it was overwhelming because obviously you have Trump as president for four years, threading what it is your future or what has been your future for a couple of years now, you know. And as I said, being a DACA recipient, it's it's stressful. You don't know what's the future going to be for that. Either it gets cut off or you know, you get deported or whatever it may be. And having now my daughter, even more so. So my know? question for you would like, how would that affect you if that was like, let's say if it, it would have gone the other way. If Trump would have won, obviously it would still be on his hands as far as what it would have been for DACA. You know, it's been like that since he, he came into office. And I honestly, I try not to look or watch the news or keep away. 
And a lot of people may be, well, it's your lack of free information or you're just not interested. It's not that I'm not interested. It's just it stresses me out. It drains me. It takes seriously half of my day of my life. So I'd rather just not be into it and just stay away. But it's just it's overwhelming, I think. So but the fact that I was able to kind of have that roller coaster between Obama to Trump and now Biden, it's dude, seriously, I it's a lot to take in. But even then, like I always go back to that. I'm gonna go back to the same concept. Like none of their policies have changed. If no. you look at it, like well, no, 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 no. But if you remember the first year that he was elected, so after he was oh, Trump. Yeah, Trump. Trump. So when he was sworn he fought the DACA thing. That's nobody knew who, what the fuck DACA was until no. he brought it up, mm-hmm. yep. and that fucking fight went on for months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It went in for a and while, and that's why you saw all these people supporting DACA and people informing he was them able, of it. Yeah, he was able to reduce a year away from renewing your DACA. Like we were able to renew our DACA three years in, I believe. Yeah. Now it's just two years. So I mean, even though. We still have that that luck to renew our DACA in two years, but dude, to just take a year of your of your life. And now you know? the question is, how is that process like? The process, it's um, it's gathering all your papers all over again, you know, and it's maybe basics for a lot of people, but for for myself, that I'm so forgetful and anything's all over the place, it's stressful because in two years, three, three years come in and I'm like, oh shit, where did I leave that? Where did I, you know? But just walking in there. Especially where it depends where you go to help you, it makes the process so much easier. Having the documentations, they guide you to okay, you have this, you have that. If honestly, some places, if you don't have the money to pay, I think it's four sixty five for seventy five. I'm not sure. Don't don't believe me. I may be wrong, but there's places that help you out. They say, hey, don't worry, we got you. You know, and I was lucky enough to be helped because I was pregnant. You know, um, I was on I was not unemployed yet, but I was maternity mater, maternity leave. So yeah, my income was kind of rough at that time. Well, we we also got to understand that COVID changed a lot of people's oh, lives. Oh, for sure. I lost my job. They let me go. I wasn't even over with my maternity leave when I was let go. So. It was a little overwhelming, but I'm so grateful and thankful that I had my parents support my family. So it was, you know, obviously my baby's dad was. But I also want to, I want to, I want to hear like, how did DACA change your life? DACA changed my life tremendously, tremendously. I have now the absolute privilege to work without being concerned as far as being treated different, you know, as far as looked different. Um, I have the benefits that maybe, you know, Juan or you have, you know, as far as health insurance, um, life insurance, all of that stuff. What about education? Education. Yes, most definitely. You know, I've, I've applied to, to go back to school. I was able to get, um, what is it? Uh, child development? No, no. Yes. Go back, going back to child development school, but I applied for that uh, financial aid. Mm. So I was able to apply for financial aid. They were able to help me. So that's really exciting for me because obviously I'm not working. But the thing is, though, what I, what I go back to is that the fact that you that a door opened for you to provide a better life, not, oh, not only for yourself, but no. let's, let's start there. Let's start there. So not only provide a better life for yourself, but from what I'm hearing from you is also like 
you're going to give back again because you're going to be an instructor for, you know, child development. You know, that's that in it's, itself. It's a field I've always been very interested in when I was very, very young. Um, growing up, obviously, I didn't have that support from my family or my parents or my mom at that time. But now I guess I'm older. I have to find that support within myself and push myself to get where I want to. And now that I do have those or doors opened, why should I just lay back and just not do nothing? So you for you, it's I mean? an opportunity to move forward. Definitely. It's a huge opportunity to do more. You know, like I mean, that was, that's why the program was created, right? For sure, yeah, for, for students to to thrive, to keep pushing, not just to sit down on a fucking couch and done. You know, what is that nothing. even that? So that's that was. So this is the main problem with Trump, right? Or mm-hmm. was with Trump? Was that for, for I don't know if it's why with with him and the and then him projecting it is like DACA equaled people from Mexico. Like that was his fight. His yeah. fight was like, we gotta close the border. We gotta create this uh, wall, right? He was referring specifically DACA, to but, Mexicans, but it's just DACA's not worldwide. Mexicans, for DACA, sure, people Central in, Americans, in like the, the people from uh, Guatemala, the, what, uh, El Salvador, well, even, even the Caribbean. Let's go yeah. there. No, 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 no. I mean, see, it was worldwide. It was worldwide. So people yeah. from even overseas, from um, um, from the UK. Mm-hmm. People coming in from uh, other, like, Eastern Asian countries, Asian countries. Obviously, they were being affected, too. But that's what I'm saying is, like, the whole stupid uh, racist notion that... The xenophobia. Oh, yeah. Mexico. That's he like just the had something biggest highlight. Mexicans, period. Well, it's because he wanted the wall. Remember? <laughs> yeah. And now everybody kind of forgets and the me- wall. And, and Mexico was going to pay but for it. That's like, how he, he, t- he tied the wall to DACA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that's where everything exploded because he wanted that yeah. fucking wall. And then build. saying that we didn't pay taxes. Dude, I've been paying taxes way before I even had DACA. No, that's you the know? type of misinformation against the Yeah, because right. everybody assumes DACA. that they're like, oh, you're, no. ju- you're, just, you're just freeloading. By all means, we can. People have, and people still do, but if you're smart enough, and if you want something in the future without not knowing what could come for you... Even the freeloading, I think it's bullshit, because even when people say, like, just for a little tangent, let's say welfare, right? Mm -hmm. WIC. Well, not WIC, but welfare and, like, uh, food stamps and uh, SNAP and all that stuff, right? People are like, oh, well, you know, we're putting money into welfare, you know, they're just taking advantage of the system. Bro, the welfare money goes back into fucking the economy. When people go to the grocery store to pay money, to pay with their fucking uh, EBT card, it goes. you pay taxes on that EBT card and the money goes back to fucking the company and it goes back to the system anyway. It gets funneled back and people go, well, they buy fucking alcohol with that. Bitch, where do you think that money goes to? That money goes back to the fucking to the liquor store, and then it goes back into the economy. So it doesn't matter if you buy a fucking high life or you buy diapers. That money goes back into the economy. It's a stupid concept that people don't get. It's like the money that we help them to buy groceries goes back. Yep, lack of education. System, that's dude. just what it is. Well, it's so fucking dumb to mm-hmm. to think that. Well, here, like, <laughs> let, let, so like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add a little bit more. 
So I remember being in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I love Texas. Actually, like I like I actually do love Texas. Texas are very like. I think you're the only one. I no, think I'm so. Kidding. You and Joe, <laughs> you and Joe Rogan apparently. Texas, yeah. really? Well, I mean, I was well, in Houston, not the, not for a long. Well, the, the only reason I wasn't so thrilled about it. But the thing is, though, I didn't I didn't go to the big cities. I, I didn't like go, Austin. I didn't I, I didn't I didn't never been there. I was living like in this like I was living in like I went I went hunting with one of my buddies, right? Mm-hmm. And I got to see the what. what where uh, I'll, I'll explain to you where I, I can't think of it right now on top of my head right now but i went hunting and we're in a we're in a little ranch and i was hearing the people's concern about like you know that um a lot of these ranchers are like they're they're, they're being their 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 way of living it looks different than somebody that lives in the city like which i understand like i understand that a lot of their like you know a lot of their livestock and everything like what they do it's not. It's um, they're being overrun by these bigger companies, like you know, like Foster, like like um, I don't know, Foster Farms yeah. or um, Tyson, Tyson, no, like all those that they're being like they're being overrun, you know. Yeah, yeah. But of course they don't like you know they, they notice that their their own their own political parties are not even taking care of the like the small farmers either, you know, because everyone ignores them. And at the same time they're hurting, and they have a different way of living, you know. And I understand like they're very they're super Christian, they're super. But at the same time as like. I always tell people, like, you know, yeah, like, what you see in the media is not, like, okay, so I always go back to, like, these hardcore right-wingers. They're not all the same people that you see, like, that I encountered when I was in Texas, you know? Yeah, you might, like, I ran into maybe one or two, three Trump supporters here and there. But at the end of the day, like, one thing, like, we talked about, like, you know, Juan and I, you know, we always talk about this, like, one thing about the conservative party is that they're very loyal. You know, I'll give them that. You know, they're very loyal. But it also times is always like, I always have to ask them like, how, uh, when do you question your guys' like political party? Kind of the same way. Like when I look at my, like I look at my, like I look where I live at, and I'm all like, well, when was the last time you done anything for like our people as well? You know, as like where I live, I live in, a, I live in an urban environment, and yet I, I still feel like I'm be, we're being still shitted on by our own party as well. You know. Regardless of what side you're on, you know, like it's not a like they they have us pinned us against each other, you know. That's the thing. They're like, while they're playing their games on on the upper level, like on Congress and the House of Representatives, they're living good. They're eating. They're 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 pretty much living living fucking wealthy as well. I'll give you a good example. Newsom is one of those that you know he doesn't lead by example. He talks about putting, oh yeah the whole thing that happened. And I and and that's where I get upset all the time because I'm like, if you're gonna be a leader, be a leader. If you're gonna say something, do it. Don't don't be be about it. Don't just talk about it. You know, stop stop being like you know. All right, yeah, I want everyone to follow these regulations, but you know, I'm not gonna follow it. But then at the same time, you, I look at Ted Cruz. He's the same way. And I always say, fuck Ted Cruz. <laughs> well, I gotta say, if you're gonna fuck up, just be like, oh, damn it, dude, I fucked up, man. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously, nobody, everybody does. But it's just like, I made a mistake. I'm not gonna do it again. Get the fuck out of here! Come on. That's what I'm right. saying. Is that like we start? We got. We need to start holding a lot of our own. Like if we we have to go back to basics. Right? That's what I say. I, we we got to go back to basics and like being able to hold our own representatives, our own home accountable of what we need to be done in our own community. Stop trying to look at the president as like. Oh, he's gonna be the one that's gonna fix it all. He doesn't. He can't fix shit. Let's let's go. Let's let's start there. He can't fix shit. Um, any 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 leader that sits on that fucking throne don't don't mean shit. Is the people that are supposed to be representing us in our own strict district? Those are the people you need to freaking um talk to. Those are the people you need to advocate about. 
I need this done. I need to change this. This is what's going on in my community versus them living large off our paychecks. Like, let's, let, let's be honest. Every single representative, every single Congress member lives off us. You know, we pay yeah, their yeah. bills. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we need to start holding every single one of them in our district accountable. If you don't know who that person is, you need to fucking find out. That's what I say. If you don't know who your representative is, then that's where you fucked up already. Actually, that's a good a good segue to if you don't know who represents you district wise, especially because it's election time. Well, it was election time. It's easy. These guys just got elected. So just go directly to lavote.net. You'll and then just click on the map that says um, November 13th election results. Scroll down to your district, find who won, bother the shit out of them. Like day and night. That's 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 their job. That's they it. have to listen to you. They're the ones they, that you voted for, even if you didn't know who the fuck it was because you copied your sisters or your brothers or your cousins or <laughs> your dads or your moms or your mom or your dad copied your or, or stop your, your, another words, another words, or stop looking at the simple fact that it, because if you're registered as a, as a Republican or as a Democrat, still look who the fuck's in charge of yeah, your district. Yeah, just look who won, and then just go ahead and then keep keep that per. So you got to keep that person. Just just write that that person's name down, and go to their website, see how you could get in touch with their office, and then if you need something, go ahead and just reach out to them because that's what they're there for. That's how you're gonna make a difference. Yeah. They're, they're, they're there for you, not the other way around. They're- and they always hold, like, it's hard, man. I know it's hard. Like, fuck, we could barely get together for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Do everything you can to be involved in your community, because that's a big thing. I wanted to go ahead and suggest an app, actually, that one of my ex-coworkers did. You can actually find that info as well at vote-.com. If you go just to vote dash, you can find all that information that you just mentioned. So it's D A S H V O T E D A S H. Awesome. It's there you awesome. go. I didn't he even know about that. So. Created that on his own. I'm sure he had help or whatever. But he's completely into all this politics stuff and he's up to date with everything. If you guys want to check it out. Yeah, because at the same time, I'm all like, I'm where I live is not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same issue that, you know, where Juan lives or that where Veronica lives, you know, or they actually live in the same place. But still, (laughs) what I'm, what I'm trying to say is like, they're running into a whole different issue than what I have in the South Bay. You know, the South Bay has to deal with something completely different, you know? Yeah. And, you know, at the same time, that's the reason why I, I, I always advocate for that because I like, at the same time, no, also that's the other thing. You also could hold your state legislators accountable as well. That's another yep. big thing that we always forget about, that we have state legislators. We have state senators. Those people should be held accountable as well because if you're living in a state like California, guess what? There's money being flowing left. We're talking about, we're not talking about like thousands. We're not talking about millions. We're talking about billion dollars going back and forth, everything to be able to support your community. And if if you're if if you're seeing something that's not being present, guess what? As as a not only as a, as a, as a voter, you should be able to go in there and be like, you know what? I'm noticing that our our area is missing X Y Z. Doesn't I, I could I could go into so many different levels of what we're missing, but unless you're doing it, then guess what? You know, like I always hear this complaints. I'm like, well, I don't know why I even voted. This guy doesn't do shit for me. 
Well, no shit. He, he doesn't, he, just because you voted for someone doesn't mean they fucking owe you. Well, they do owe you something, but if you don't reach out to them, they don't know who the fuck you are. Shit, the, the liquor guy doesn't even know who the fuck you are. What makes you think this guy's going to know, dude? And that's why I say, like, you have to be involved. If, if, yeah. if there's something you're passionate about changing in your community, build a relationship with your, uh, with your local district the same way you build a relationship with your weed guy. <laughs> on, it's like, dude, when you dispense when you go in there, you see that same girl, you're like, damn, this chick is bomb, dude. This chick always takes care of me when I go in there. Going with with that same passion to those fucking oh, to those meetings, man. Come on, man. Meeting. Look, I understand these meetings are boring. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I, I sat in That's some of true. these meetings. I just like, what the fuck are they talking? Are they are they really arguing about? Putting a stop sign, but that's that exactly. But those see, those are passionate people, dude. That yeah. that lady, hopefully she's not a Karen, but mm-hmm. that lady fighting for that stop sign is really passionate about that stop sign. So and and same time, like part. like being able to listen to that. I, I know I, I just bitched about it a little bit myself, but but being able to listen to that and being able to say like, oh, now I understand why she's so passionate about it because you know it's all like. Uh, one of the one of the things I heard was like people were driving like 40, 45 miles, fifty miles per hour on a on a residential street, and, and causing like causing like you know people were like avoiding avoiding these these racers or avoiding this. I'm more like yeah, I think that's a that's a that's a valid cause for like you know as a citizen yeah like you know that might run over if you have a family and you know that your kids play outside and you know or your dog or your cat whatever is going out there. Yeah, you're gonna be concerned for their safety. So we'll, we'll, I'll leave you with this because mm-hmm. we finally reached that hour point. Okay, that's a good point. Where I live, our street used to be this really long block. LA blocks are fucking long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you say one block is like ten minutes of walk and shit, <laughs> it was a really long block. When I when I came here, well, when I started living here ten years ago or so. It was just straight. There was there was nothing there. So people were raced back and forth, right? Enough people got fed up with it. They put a stop sign. Quarter of the way through the street. Didn't stop anybody. Guess what they did? I guess more people complained. They put speed bumps. Do people race there anymore? Nope. Not and people, all of a sudden people were like... How the fuck did that happen? Because enough people complained about it. Mm-hmm. That's why that happened. You go, you complain if they think it's a valid complaint or not even a complaint, just like a a concern. A concern, yeah. They'll they'll implement it. So you're sure just it's saying, gonna it's gonna take five years, but shit, it gets you know, done. Yeah. I don't know if any of you guys have noticed of getting a mail. When oh, I love mail. Yeah, you do. I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Nobody likes mail. I'm just saying, <laughs> unless it's a package. Okay. Anyways, so I don't know if any of you guys have received those mails where it says, "Oh, we're having a court date, such and such, in your oh, community about court. yeah, such that. and such." Yeah. Those shits are important. I never knew that. We always have them here. I'm like, what? Like, I attended one or two shit. I, I'm guilty for not going, but at least I, I never keep do. Up. At least I keep up with my district, and I know where it's at. And actually, I got I got one. During COVID time, I actually, it's funny you said that. Today, I received something in the mail stating that they're having a virtual meeting. Mm-hmm. And they give you the Zoom code. So even, now you don't have to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I like Fuck, those. even if you don't want to <laughs> listen to it, just put it on. 
Yeah. Put it on while you're doing dishes, cooking dinner. I don't know, whatever. Have it in the background. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know if I want to the meeting, but <laughs> you never yeah. know. You got those weirdos. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, anyway, but that's it. Guess we hit that hour mark. First time. Yeah. So I want to say, <laughs> yeah. first of all, hey. We'll see you in six months, but yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> no, no but, kidding, I, but I really want to say thank you. Have another baby. Hey. <laughs> right? But the next time, be like, guess what? Vettel's pregnant again. And it wasn't It wasn't us. I swear to God. We were we were in COVID time? Yeah, exactly. Tell me about it. So that with that, I want to say thank you, everyone, for like, just like, uh, I know there's a lot of different, there's going to be a lot of difference of opinions. I know there's going to be people that are going to be like, no, nah, I don't believe that. And, that, and that's fine. I, I, I do encourage like a open a, discussion. Open discussion. And at the same time, it's like I'm not I'm not against that. It's just more just like, you know, this is what we're stating is more just how our point of view and our perspective. That's yeah. all it is. So we lived here our whole lives. So, hey. You know. Yeah. And and if there's any more out there, DACA recipients out there, do reach out to me. I want to hear your stories. Yeah, and, don't. They, you know, that, that to me, that's interesting to hear other people's story their background so with that themselves yeah but that's it if you want to just reach out we do have an email address it's a surviving la pod pod at gmail.com and we also have an instagram surviving la pod we I don't promise know, yeah, to be more active. Yeah, on yeah, it. no, no, it, it, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna, hopefully, yeah. We'll, we'll, actually, we're gonna use it just to anything we see that's probably um, beneficial to the community. We'll use that platform, you know, instead of just posting bullshit selfies. Yeah, we'll limit it to or pictures of my daughter. We'll limit yeah. it to twenty-five a week, yeah. you know. And at the same time, we'll, we'll look at the same time. If if you feel like the if you have a question, if we if we could find a resource for you, that we'll try to find yeah. it. No, no, that's what we're gonna probably use yeah. it for. Because I was thinking, I, I'm 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 terrible at social media, but Jimmy's really good at it. But yes, and he's he really is. good at posting. Uh, yes, he is. 10 cat videos, but at least two, <laughs> two, two beneficial articles. No, I'm kidding. Fuck, you made me sound old. <laughs> no, that, that was old that school was media, social videos, media. Bro. He's not on TikTok yet. He's not on real? TikTok. No, I'm, kidding. No, I'm trying to stay away from TikTok. <laughs> no, yeah. So just the Surviving LA Pod, P-O-D, Instagram, maybe on Facebook. I don't know. Oh, see, I don't, we'll I don't even remember if you have a Facebook or we not. Do. We do. But just, okay. we're, we're just going to work on it more. Cool. Better. I've been active. All right. So we're going to try to be more active on it. And then we, again, we apologize for the delay. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you can find us everywhere. Podcasts. I think we're all, most likely we're on Spotify yeah. now. They're fucking huge with podcasts now. Apple, rate, review. If you want to, if you don't, fuck off, I guess. But. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or just leave constructive criticism and say, Juan, you just, just shut shit the fuck better, shut up. Word you shit better. I'm like, all right, cool, thanks. Veronica, speak more. Yes, yeah, I'll try. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, all right. Thank oh, you, we'll guys. See you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.